This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So this idea that uh, God wants all of us to be conformed to the image of Christ, that we say yes to Jesus, if you are a Christ follower in here this morning. And what God wants for all of us is not to remain the same, to move into the image of Christ. And when we move into the image of Christ, we experience Jesus in the now, that God wants his life in our lives. John chapter 17, verse 3 says this, Now, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So Jesus gives a descriptor for eternal life, not just the length of it, but the quality of it. And how he's describing the quality of eternal life, he's describing it in relational terms. That eternal life looks like a relationship with God. That we would know God and we would know Christ. And that this relationship that we have with God and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit shows up in every aspect of our lives. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who, he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Your whole spirit, soul, and body. The scripture tells us that God is a spirit. So God connects with us through his spirit, through our spirit. And then our soul, our mind, will and emotion, all of our thinking faculties, our feeling faculties, and then our body. So every aspect of us that God uh, wants us to have uh, our relationship with him affected in every way, spirit, soul, and body, nothing left out, that we experience Jesus in our lives in all of these areas. So, so far in this series, we've looked at the Word of God. Um, and, and this was the first week. Um, having the Word of God, the thoughts and ways of God, and moving those into our lives. Last week, we talked about the grace of God, how important the grace of God is. So if you missed either of those messages, you can catch up through our website, our podcast, and then also through our church app. And so today, we're going to be talking about the presence of God. And this is one of these terms that we say many times in the context of church. Uh, thank God for his presence. And then uh, when we hear things over and over again, sometimes at church, they end up becoming meaningless to us. But when we think about somebody being present or somebody being there, it's a, it's a very important part of our lives. I, I know sometimes I struggle with this um, in the context of my marriage relationship. You know, yesterday, uh, the Masters, uh, the golf tournament was on. So sitting there watching the golf, my wife was there. And my wife doesn't care about golf or any sports for that matter. But we're sitting there trying to, you know, be married and I'm watching the golf. And then my wife in this moment is, you know, thinking there's something really important to talk to me about more than Tiger Woods putting. And so she wants to engage me in a conversation. And so I have a choice in that moment whether or not I'm actually going to be present, spirit, soul, and body. Now, my body's there lying on the sofa watching the golf. And she starts to say something to me, 
And, you know, I'm not sure that I'm actually consciously deciding, you know what, I'm going to disregard my wife at this moment. So she says something, and I figure I'll be able to fake it afterwards. And then, so she says something, I'm watching the golf, and then she says afterwards, well, what do you think? And I'm, I'm thinking, I think Tiger made that putt, but I don't actually know what you said. And so I was present without actually being present. See, but God doesn't actually have this problem. God doesn't actually have a problem of being present and actually being present with us. See, we, we have relationships with different people, and we have um, certain things that we gain from those relationships by knowing those individuals. If you have somebody, you know, maybe a friend who, who can inspire you, or a friend that can challenge you to think differently, or, or, or maybe friends that accomplish different purposes in your life. See, but the, the greatest relationship we have, the God who is always present, he is with us all of the time and he has all that we need for our lives. That he wants to help us as we talked about moving to the image of Christ because God actually wants to do something through our lives. That's why he wants us to be moving to the image of Christ. And this is what Moses talked about when, when he experienced God in the burning bush. He said to God, well, well, who shall I say sent me? And he said, I am that I am. In other words, God is everything that we need. And the good news is that by the Holy Spirit, Jesus is always present with us. He is here all of the time. Not just at church. But when we leave to go home, that the presence of God actually goes with us. But what I want us to do today is I want us to slow down and remember this fact. Think about this fact that God is here, present with us right now. That not just during the singing, that not just during prayer time, but that God is present and then he is here with us. That he actually wants us to experience him and he wants us to know him. So as, as I'm, I'm speaking today, this is what I want us to do. You know, one of the church fathers used this phrase, practicing the presence of God. That I would make it a habit being aware of the, presen of the presence of God. Now, when we talk about the presence of God, this can sound weird to some people. And I understand that there's a lot of things that have gone on in the body of Christ that have been very strange. Um, and people say, well, it's the presence of God. And I would say this, you know, God is not weird. Jesus is not weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. And then they attribute those weird characteristics to God. But God isn't weird. So it's never, we never have to be afraid to think, you know what, I'm actually going to experience the presence of God. That God's not going to make me a strange individual. That God's not going to make me do weird things just because I experience his presence. And I've had very specific times in my life where I could say that I experienced the presence of God. Now, what do I mean by that? There, there are times when I've actually sensed physically in my body the presence of God. And then there are other times where I knew God was there. I didn't necessarily feel anything different in, in my body, but I knew God was speaking to me. I knew God was there. So it's not about feeling something necessarily, although you may praise God for that if you do. And we're not going, we're not going after feelings. What we are wanting to do is practice the presence of God. And part of that just starts with an awareness. And it starts like this. God is with me right now. God is here with us. The scripture tells us in Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. 
We read this the first week. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. God, the creator of the universe, our savior, our Lord. He's not stuck in the Vatican this morning. He's not out with the favorite famous Christians somewhere. He's actually here with us. And he has this ability to be omnipresent. That means everywhere, all of the time, that he's here with us today. And sometimes we might get with famous people and think, wow, this is really exciting. I, I got to go to a conference this week uh, down in Alabama. And there's some really famous preachers there. And sometimes it's exciting. And we think, oh my gosh, so-and-so is here. But God is here right now. God is here. And this is what I mean by practicing the presence, being aware in this moment that God is here with us. And we can experience his presence for ourselves. Matthew chapter 18 verse 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So God is here with us. Isn't that good news? Some people, it's a scary thought. No, we never have to be scared of God. The scripture tells us that God is love. And so when God is here with us, all we are experiencing is various aspects of his love and all of who he is. And as we could describe our lives today, there would be many different circumstances and things that we would be facing and, and different things that we would need from God in this moment. But what do we know about God? He says... I am. My dad used to say it like this. He, he is who you need him to be when you need him to be it. And so he's here right now with us. And so what I want us to be doing as I'm reading these verses today, just you, yourself, thinking, you know what, God is here with me. I'm going to reach out to him for the things that he has for me this morning. Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Not just a time of refreshing, but times. Not just a singular time, not just maybe where you had a special experience in a worship service or a prayer that was prayed really connected with you and you knew God was speaking to you in that moment. But we need times, not just one time. Why do we need times? Because stuff happens in life. And, and when things are happening to us in life contrary to the word of God or against what we would see would be the presence of God, those are the times that I need to reach out and realize God is present, God is here, and God is here with us right now. There's a story found here in Luke chapter 5 in the life and ministry of Jesus. We'll start reading about it here in verse 17. It says, on one of those days as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. That the power of the Lord was, was with Jesus to heal. The healing power of God. This is a good thing for us to stop and think about, to meditate. Meditate just means think. If you are facing any sickness and disease in your life right now, what, what do we know about the power of the Lord? The power of the Lord is present. 
And so God, who is a healer, is present. And so what do we want to do? We want to practice that presence. We want to realize that we want to think about the fact that we want to receive this idea, this notion, the power of God that he is here to heal. But there's a very interesting group that are there forming around Jesus. It said the Pharisees, and so the religious people of the time, they were there, they were coming to hear Jesus. But then it emphasizes this idea, this notion that the power of God was on Jesus. Let's continue reading. And behold, some of the men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him and lay him before Jesus. To lay him before Jesus, to get him to Jesus. Now, when Jesus was on the earth, uh, the, the presence of God was contained with him. Now, in the resurrection story, we see this idea that the veil of the temple was ripped. And it was almost like, well, what's the veil of the temple mean? That means that the presence of God was beyond the veil, that the presence of God was sealed up in the temple. But because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, the Spirit of God moved out, so it was no longer geo-specific to Jesus, that the Spirit of God was everywhere all of the time. And so when we think to ourselves, i got to get him to Jesus, Jesus is present with us by His Spirit all of the time. So it's not a matter of geography. It's not a matter of going somewhere, necessarily. It's knowing that God is present. And what we're talking about today is God is present right now with us. That God is here. Hey, we got to get him to Jesus. Verse 19. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down. Let down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith. This is a big key for us today. Here this guy on this, on this bed is about to experience the power of God. And Jesus is seeing something about this five individuals. The four carrying the bed and the one guy laying on the bed. He saw their faith. And here's a big part of us experiencing the presence of God as an individual. A feeling maybe, maybe not, not important. The faith is the important part. That, I, that I'm believing that God is here. That I'm meditating on the fact that the God who heals is here with me right now. Jesus saw their faith. And so this should be our attitude this morning. I, I'm going to put my faith in God that I can actually receive something from the current, present, presence of God. The great I am is here with us in Mississauga, in the city church this morning. Whether there's two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. He's here with us this morning. Shouldn't be a scary deal. It should be, oh, it's a normal occurrence that I'm practicing the presence of God. So Jesus saw their faith and he said, man, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and Pharisees began to question, saying, who's this man who speaks blasphemies? Who could forgive sins but God alone? Jesus perceived their thoughts and he answered them, why do you question in your hearts, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. So there's a group there and Jesus saw their faith. And then there's the other group, the skeptics. Now, if you're here this morning and you maybe kind of feel like you're in this group. Listen, I totally get it. 
I, I've been where you have sat. It's very easy when, when I'm, somebody's talking like this to, to be a little bit skeptical. Yeah, I know, God is here, I'm not sure. And here's this group of religious people. They were skeptical. But the power of God was there on Jesus. And there's one group, people there, they had faith. They put trust in God. And they're about to experience something from God. And then there's a group of skeptics who are about to experience nothing because they believe in nothing. See, it's, it's very important. And, and once again, if you're a skeptic in here this morning, listen, I get it. But generally, skeptics are skeptical about everything except their own skepticism. See, we're supposed to be looking to try to actually find something in life, not to see through everything and, and pretend that we see all things as somehow some negative thing. But we should actually be trying to see truth. To see what really is and what is the essence of existence, for lack of a better word. Because at the basis of it all, before time began, was the presence of God. He was there before it all started. He was there and he was present and he's present today. So the group that saw, that Jesus saw their faith, they experienced something. They experienced something from the presence of God, the skeptics, didn't get anything. So let's open up ourselves this morning. Once again, this is, I'm not asking you to do anything weird or be weird. This is a, a weird free zone church, all right? But what I want of all of us to do is open up to the Spirit of God because He is the great I Am. He is what we need today. Verse 25, and immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. The power was on him to heal, but only one got healed. Only one reached out. And so what I'm hoping today, what my expectation today is that we all reach out. We all reach out to God who is present and from his presence we receive what we need from him. See, there's a difference between us serving God and the relationship that we have with him. In the Old Testament, there were priests and high priests that did all of these ceremonial things around the temple and the tabernacle. So they would have to keep all of these rituals and do all of these things. And that's many of us today. That we are servants of Christ. And we need to be. That Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And so as we serve our families, as we serve our spouses, as we serve our children, as we serve possibly here at church. See, sometimes our relationship with God can just become those things. But serving is different than actually experiencing intimacy with God. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 6 says, When everything had been arranged like this, the priest, talking about the Old Testament, entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry. The outer room beyond where the presence of God was. And they were doing all of these ceremonial things, all of these service things, which is good to do. But verse 7 says, But only the high priest entered the inner room. And that, one, that only once a year, and never without blood, and for us, 
We can do this because of the blood of Jesus, which he offered for himself and for the sins of the people had committed in ignorance. So there was the outer room where they were doing service stuff, which we should do and we should continue to do. But we should go beyond the veil, metaphorically speaking, into that inner place where the presence of God is, which is here with us today and will be with us when we go home. Being aware of the fact that God is present. So we just don't want to stay out and just do the service of God. We actually want to move to intimacy of our relationship with God. So these last few minutes here of the message, if you're, if you're taking notes, that, that's good and it's admirable. We want you to do that. But let's put our, our, our note pages away for a second. If you're on your phone, especially, put your phone aside. You got lots of time this afternoon for your phone. And let's do a little bit of practicing the presence of God for ourselves. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you some verses. And, and what I'm saying by that, I'm just saying think about who God is. And when we think about who God is, he's actually here with us right now. That the power of God was on Jesus in the story we read. And so that means the power of God is here with us right now. That God is present by his spirit. Psalm 16 verse 11, it says, You make him known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Joy. Do you know that joy is different than happiness? You know, we have happiness from things that happen. And then sometimes we, we don't have any internal joy, and so we just try to make happy things happen in our lives all of the time. But there's a joy that comes from the presence of God. Something on the inside. Uh, something that can't be affected by circumstances, because circumstances are going to cause come our way, and they're going to cause us to not be happy. But in the middle of that difficult circumstances, God's presence is there. And there's joy in his presence. The scripture says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Difficult, hard circumstances come. What do they do? They sap our strength. So then the God who is present gives us joy so that we can be strong in those difficult moments and then we're going to have pleasures forevermore. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 28 says and God chose what is low and despised in the world even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are so that no human might boast in the presence of God. So as we sit in the presence of God this morning we're not thinking about how amazing we are we're thinking about how amazing God is. And how good he is and how powerful he is. And this amazing thought that he is present with me now. Verse 30, and because of him you are in Christ. So today we are in Christ. Who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. And that's what we're doing this morning as we sit in his presence. We think about his presence, that Jesus has been made to us wisdom. Does anyone need to make any decisions in here today? 
You got some life choices to make. You got some career choices to make. If you own a business, you got some choices to make about your business. Things maybe about your education. Uh, Jesus has been made to us wisdom. So God is here and he is present and he has wisdom for your life. What should we do? We say yes, Lord, to the wisdom that you have for us. I think that you are our present and you have the wisdom I need, that you have the answers I need. You have the choices for me to make in my life. Thank you, God, that you are present and you are present with your righteousness. That I, I'm, I'm so thankful, God, today that, that I am righteous in your sight because of what Jesus has done. I'm not looking at my actions or my inactions to decide today if I'm righteous. I'm righteous today because of Jesus. Sanctification, God, I thank you that you are not leaving me here. That you love me where I'm at right now, but you're not leaving me in this present state. That I'm moving to the image of Christ and redemption. God, I'm so thankful right now and reminded of the fact that you have bought me back by the blood of Jesus. That you didn't leave me in my sin. And then you are present. And that you are the redeeming God. And you are redeeming the circumstances that I find myself in right now. Thank you, God, that you are present in my life. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. God, I thank you that you are here. And you are my shepherd. You are my leader. Not just somebody else. And and then you're present and you want to lead me forward in life. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The verse we read earlier in 1 Thessalonians. God is a God of peace. God, I need still waters in my life today. There's so much churning going on on the inside of me. So many things happening. And God, today I thank you from your presence. I can receive peace. I can receive still waters from my soul. He restores my soul. Maybe you're here this morning and your emotions have taken a hit. What does God do? He brings me back. You, you might feel like today, you know, I, I wish I felt, I wish I could feel today how I used to feel before this thing happened, before the event, before the emotions were crushed. He is here and He's present and He is restoring your soul. So, what should we do? We should reach out and say, Yes, God, I thank you that you are present. And you're restoring my soul today. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Not just going down any old path, but he's guiding my steps. For his namesake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Maybe you're here this morning and you're facing grief. Maybe you had a friend or a loved one, a relative pass away. And you're struggling with it and it's really difficult and it is really difficult when we have to go through grief. But in the midst of the shadow of death, you are with me. That you are present to take me through these circumstances, through this grief. 
that you are the one comforting me and helping me. God, I thank you that you are present all of the time. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It means your correction and your protection and your direction are with me all of the time. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Maybe you feel like today in your life, all the hosts of hell are against your life. And they're coming against you. But in the middle of that opposition, God is preparing a table for you. He is present in the middle of that opposition, in the middle of the difficulty. And so, God, I'm going to eat from your table today. I'm going to eat from the things that you place before me. Your peace and your goodness and your healing power and your wisdom. I just, I don't need what the enemy gives. I know that you are present with me. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That God is chasing after you this morning. And what is he chasing after you with? His goodness and his mercy. It's not his wrath and it's not his anger. He's following after you. He wants to give you his mercy and his goodness. So God, today I'm so thankful that you are present and you are here. You are giving me your goodness. You are giving me your mercy, stuff that I don't deserve. God, I thank you that you are present in this moment. Last verse, and then we're just going to sing a song together. Psalm 103, verse 1. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Whose benefits? God's benefits. The one who is close. The one who is here. The one who is present. The one who is strong. He is here. We are in his presence. Who forgives all your sins. If you messed up this week, if you did something really bad, really wrong, and you know it was really bad and really wrong, God's forgiveness is greater than that sin. He forgives all of your sins and heals all of your diseases. God, again, we thank you that you are present with your healing power. We receive what you have for us today. Who redeems your life from the pit. Pulls us out of the pit. Doesn't leave us. And crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, I don't care how old you are this morning. That's good news for us today that the God who is present renews our youth. Let's just pray this morning. God, we are so thankful for your presence today. We're so thankful that you are here with us That as we think about who you are, God, we can experience your presence. We can experience your love and we can experience your healing power and your forgiveness and your mercy. God, we we can experience your wisdom and receive from you who you are. God, we are so thankful, Lord, for your presence with us today. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing this together. Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, 
please email info at thecitychurch.ca.